0: We've been fighting a long time, and we've all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone, but you are not alone, there are pockets of resistance all around the planet, we are at the brink, you have no idea. The following is from the the Controversies on the Church Militant by St. Robert Bellarmine. Chapter 5 is on schismatics. Several Catholics deliberate whether schismatics are in the church. On the other hand, there are those who affirm that they are in the church, such as Alphonsus de Castro in the place we cited. Yet, it is easy to teach the contrary from the scripture and from the traditions of the fathers. In the first place, When it is said in Luke that the nets were torn, schisms in the church are understood through the tearing of the nets and the exit of the fish from it, and the exit of heretics and schismatics, as St. Augustine explains. Besides, Scripture calls the church one sheepfold, one body, one spouse, friend, and dove. Moreover, schism tears that which was one into parts, as is clear from its very name, as schizine is to tear, and schisme means to tear. Consequently, schismatics are not in the church, nor are they of the church, for the part that is torn from the body is no longer a part of that body. For that reason, Cyprian beautifully says that the church is signified through the seamless garment of Christ, which was not torn, that we might understand the church can be torn, but not in the manner in which a garment is torn, so that some parts remain equally part of the garment, but how a branch is torn from a tree, which dies right away while the tree still lives in like manner, he adds it is similar to a river from its source, which soon dries up while the source flows, and the ray from the sun, which fails right away when the sun remains as it was. Or if one were to contend, that the part torn from the church is also a certain church, then he would make many churches, but that is against the scriptures recently cited. Secondly, it is proved from the decrees of Pope Pelagius, who clearly proves that schismatics are not part of the church. Moreover, the testimony of the whole church witnesses the fact, since on Good Friday it prays for heretics and schismatics, that God would deign to recall them to the Catholic church, which would not be the case if it believed they were in the Church. The testimony of the Roman Catechism also pertains to this, which is of no scantly authority in the Church of God. Thus, the Catechism separates schismatics from the Church in its explanation of the Creed. Thirdly, it is proved from the Fathers, Irenaeus, after he had said earlier in his work, that a spiritual man judges all heretics and schismatics, and had enumerated them into many particular heresies. He also had added them under those properly called schismatic, and he concludes in the end, he will judge all those who are outside the truth that is outside the church. St. Cyprian says, The people has been joined to the priest even as the flock adheres to its shepherd. For that reason, you ought to know that the bishop is in the church and the church in the bishop. And if there would be someone who is not with the bishop, he is not in the church. But certainly schismatics are not with the bishop, therefore they are not in the church. Chrysostom said, The meaning of schism convicts them enough, or rather more its name is enough to strike them, since they had not become many parts, rather the one had perished, for they constitute these many into whole churches. And in another homily, he teaches that schismatics are like a hand, that is cut from the body, which soon ceases to be a member. And he says in the same place that schismatics are in another church, even if they agree with the true church of Christ in faith and doctrine. Jerome says schismatics really separate a deceived multitude from the church of God. Still, they do not do this from belief as heretics do. And again, we hold this is between heresy and schism because a heresy holds a perverse doctrine, but schism equally separates from the church by reason of Episcopal dissension. Their note, the word equally. Augustine says, We believe in the holy Catholic church, since even the heretics and schismatics call their congregations churches, but the heretics violate faith in God by believing false things, while the schismatics leap from fraternal charity by wicked dissensions. Even if they believe what we believe, for that very reason, neither the heretics pertain to the Catholic Church because he loves God, nor the schismatic because he loves his neighbor Optetus of Milatus, speaking of schismatics, says, after deserting their Catholic mother, the wicked sons run about outside of her and separate themselves, as you have done being cut off from the root of the hated mother church by sickles like rebels who recede by wandering away. In book two of that work, he compares schismatics with branches, rivers, and rays cut off from the tree, font, and sun. Fulgentius says, Hold most firmly and do not by any means doubt that not only pagans, but also Jews, heretics, and schismatics, who in the present life outside the Catholic Church are going Into the eternal fire. Next, Thomas Waldens holds the same thing, as well as John Driedo and other more recent writers. Lastly, it is proven from reason, from the very notion of what the church is, that it is one in regard to the union of members within her and with her head, but schism abolishes this union since it separates itself from communion with the head and other members. Moreover, the essential unity of the church consists in that union of that joining of the members among and with the head is proven, since there is a manifold unity discovered in the church. 1. The unity of the same beginning, that is, the calling of God. No one comes to me, etc. 2. The unity by reason of the same final end, which is signified in Matthew 20, in that 1. Denarius, promised to all the workers. 3. By reason of the same means, that is, the faith, sacraments, and laws, according to what is said in Ephesians 4 one faith, one baptism. 4. By unity of the same Holy Spirit, by whom the universal church is steered, as if by an external and separate captain. There are divisions of grace, but the same Spirit. 5. By reason of the same head, just as an internal and continuous captain. For every church obeys the same Christ and his vicar, just like a head. He gave the hymn as the head over the whole church, and, Simon Peter, feed my sheep. 6. By reason of the connection of the members among themselves, and especially with the head, as the principal member, we are one body, each one members of another. Moreover, among these unities we have enumerated, that properly make one church, there are two ends, by the first, the church is not one as much as it is from one. By the second, it is not as much one as to one. By the third, it is not as much one as through one. By the fourth, it is not as much one as under one. By the fifth and sixth, it is properly one, that is, one body, one people, and one society. Schism, however, is opposed to these last unities. Consequently, There is schism when one member refuses to be any longer a member of that body, nor under the head. This is the reason why it abolishes the essential unity and also the church herself. Therefore, a schismatic is not of the church. Now they object. One, the church is a congregation of Catholics, as Pope Nicholas defined. But schismatics are Catholics. Therefore, they are of the church. I respond. Firstly, even if schismatics have the Catholic faith, nevertheless, they cannot properly be called Catholics, even if they profess the faith in the Catholic Church, as is clear from the citations we provided from Saint Augustine and Optatus. I say secondly, this is not the full definition of Pope Nicholas, nor did he mean to define the Church, but only exclude heretics from the Church, just as Innocent did when he said that the Church is the congregation of the faithful. They object to Even if schismatics refuse to submit to the Pope, nevertheless, they mean to submit to Christ the Supreme Head, and although they refuse to communicate with this church on earth, nevertheless, they mean to communicate with the church that is in heaven, namely, the better part of the church. Therefore, they do not abolish the unity of the church, nor are they absolutely outside it. This argument is confirmed from like things. For if anyone would refuse to be under his particular bishop, Nor communicate with that particular church under that bishop, and nevertheless he means to be under the Roman pontiff and communicates with the universal church, he cannot be said to be outside the church. I respond No man can be under Christ and communicate with the church who is not subject to the pope and is not in communion with the church militant, even if he wishes to be. For Christ said, He who hears you hears me. And besides, Just as Christ is the supreme head in regard to the interior life, since he breathes sense and motion into his members, that is, faith and charity, so the Pope is the supreme head over the church militant in regard to the exterior life of the doctrine and the sacraments. Furthermore, the church triumphant is united, nay more, it is one with the church militant, and hence no man can be separated from one without being separated from the other. In a similar fashion, I respond with a confirmation. One who separates himself from a particular church and bishop is necessarily separated from the church and the universal bishop, unless perhaps someone had done it because that particular church and its bishop were heretics or schismatics. For Cyprian rightly says, they deceive themselves in vain, who, not having peace with the priests of God, creep and believe that they secretly communicate with the church, which is Catholic in one, and that it would not be torn nor divided, but really is the connection of those adhering to each other and joined with the glue of the priests.